This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? Good day to you, folks. The interview you're about to hear here, hear, 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 but the interview you're about to hear here is part two of an interview that I started uh, maybe about a month ago, before all this craziness started with the pandemic. This is Bidi Guo. She is uh, an art director of this amazing video game, Luna the Shadow Dust. You can find it on Steam. Very cool. It's one of those great point-and-click adventure games. The art is fantastic. It's mesmerizing. The music, phenomenal. Accompanies the mood perfectly. The concept, awesome. So this woman is going to explain the creation process. As you know, this podcast is all about the creation process, which I absolutely love. I love finding out the seeds that are planted and how it grows into a forest. So this this will give you some insight. Well, in addition to the creative process, you also find out what it's like to make a video game. What goes into it? I know a lot of us play these video games, but very rarely do we really think about what the heck goes into making this thing. It took them five years to put this, this uh, phenomenal little creature together. Now it's out there in the world for, pe- for people to play and to enjoy. And uh, without further ado, here we go. You know, this, I think with with this game here, um, Luna the Shadow Dust, I think with this game, it is going to become one of those things as, you know, throughout the years, as people continue to to look at it more and more as, as kids play it early on, they're associating with the little kid, you know, but then as they grow older and they go back to play it again, they're going to start really looking at the symbols and really looking deep and into them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Like just when I was looking up on the ceiling there, when I was trying to do the seasons, um, and it was showing me like the little hints and the clues and I started going, Oh, and I started matching up in my brain. Oh, I got to match you know, the flower to this thing or that thing, you know, and then, and then it helped me understand, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, that's what they're asking me to do. And, um, it, it, it felt, you know, that reward only came from having to study the, the, the awesome art that you got in there. It, you know, that's, you can only have that victory when you look deep into that and, and go, Hey, wait a second, there's a pattern emerging and it just feels so great. I, I think everyone, no matter whether you're an adult already or you're your kids, there's always um, a satisfaction when you discover something has a pattern to follow. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, because this if everything is out of order in our world, it's kind of, it's a chaos and cause us to feel panic. So as a human being, we're naturally drawn towards anything logical or that you have a pattern to follow. So I guess this is one of the main reasons people like play puzzle game, to to prove them to to prove to themselves that the way of thinking is shared with the designer. 
Wow, it's it's so interesting just to think of all the brainstorming um, that had gone into creating this and all the minds that it took to put this together and all the, you know, the hours of drawing it out there and then putting the music in there and just all of that. And just to think that all of those great vibes are stamped into the game. And when people go to play that game, they feel those vibes. They feel that mysteriousness and uh, that intrigue and it draws them in closer. And um I we could... really hope that people um, like you, so uh, it's like talking to a player like you will feel so uh, rewarding that um, all this effort actually being acknowledged by, by player out there. Because there were a point we were worried that will people get this? Um, will people really understand what's the, like, the thought that we, that we put behind this particular puzzle? Will people find it? interesting challenging or they find it hideous you know there's all sorts of uh, possibility and especially when you're working on a project for so long like four years we've been spending on working on this project so you you there there was a point you feel you don't see the game anymore all you see is problems <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, you, you question yourself everywhere you you have doubt oh um, my gosh but finally when it's finished and uh, you have a, a new pair of fresh eye together with player to to see your game as a whole from the like all over again. This is something that um, we uh, we really enjoy watching other people stream or play our game. So we just watch those videos. Um, we, we know the puzzle answer and everything, but that's not the point. The point is now we can follow this particular streamer's point of view. To see how he experienced or she experienced the the game, and uh, some of them are spot on on certain lore of the of the story that we tucked behind, uh, but some of them come up with very interesting, new, completely different kind of concepts that we never ever thought before. <laughs> but wow. somehow also fit into the environment, fit into the story. So we feel like this is amazing, um, and we, we, we definitely we, we love that. So we still, every day we search on YouTube, Luna the Shadow Dust, and whenever there's new video come up, we just watch them all over again with the, with the players. Yeah, it must be fun because you're sitting in the driver's seat. You're, you're seeing it through their eyes for the first time. Yes. And so then it gets to, in a sense, surprise you along the way too because of their revelations and, and their interpretations. That That is really... That is really, really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's the most unique things that we don't want to take away from player by telling them, no, you saw the wrong, we designed right. like this. No, 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 we don't, we don't want that. And uh, we, we did have a set of design from the beginning, but that doesn't matter. We're, we're trying to not to like, uh, in, the, like in the Steam community, you have... We can, as a developer, actually post, you know, those uh, stories, but we choose not to do that. We rather the player, all of them, come up with their own theory and uh, talk to each other, discuss about some of the puzzle that got them stuck. So it's yeah. kind of um, so it drives them, drives the player as a community uh, further, rather than. Um, it is a question and you have a set answer that that's right 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 it 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 makes it a continually explorable uh 
um, thing. It's not just, oh, there it is, now I'm done. There's yeah. there's so much more yet to to, to look at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, for example, like, there are so many, what do you call those, fan art, fan story about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so if George Lucas come and say, no, 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 all of your interpretation is wrong, only I have the story, how boring <laughs> is that universe is going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so, so true. You, you have to let people to pick things from from the world you already created to create their own world. Wow, that is so incredible. I mean, you know, you're going to have t-shirts uh, out there before you know it. I mean, you're going to have Halloween costumes. It's <laughs> there's so many possibilities. <laughs> so many <laughs> possibilities. Yeah. yeah, people putting their little chihuahuas in that in that little uh in that little poofy outfit of that little creature. Wait, wait, with spikes on the back. Of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is which? Like I'm reminded of the uh, you know when they put those little those little um, costumes of like the Ewoks and they put their little dogs in the Ewok costume and it just oh, looks yeah. so funny. You see their little their little legs walking. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, could. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I hope if the games um can reach more people, then uh, we can have some extra budget to turn into uh, to to make some of the merchandise. That will be that will be really fun. Wow, this is just so cool. You know, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with all kinds of, like, look at, you know, Resident Evil. It, that was like, wow, they, they made action figures based on a video game? And I think that was one of the first times that I came to that realization. I mean, I guess I've seen, like, Super Mario Brothers action figures in the past and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. However, these characters really do lend themselves to that, um, to that kind of thing. Yeah, this, um, I'm, I'm quite happy in a way. We feel very lucky that um, the game scene we, we choose are, um, what do you call that, family-friendly. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. kind of appeal to a, a quite a broader um, audience uh, rather than, say, if we made a horror game, probably the audience, the game would not be very suitable for kids. Oh, right, but, yeah. Uh, but because of this game, uh, the same overall, they are like, um, they don't have any age limit, so anyone can play, like the kids young as six. We remember there are uh, parents took their kids to the game show where we are showing our demo there. Uh, very young kids, they, they really enjoy this game. And what really fascinated me about is, you know, when, when we observe how kids and adults play our game differently, Sometimes a level, you can tell the parents were stuck there for a very long time because we, the parents, they've been playing so many games. Uh, so we kind of train ourselves to play a game in a certain way. We tend to draw towards those objects that you can click. <laughs> and we, when we fail to find a solution, we feel really, really frustrated. But then I look at their daughter and, uh, and their son, they probably never played that many games yet. So they don't have this set concept. Oh, yeah. Play a game. Yeah. They don't, they sometimes, they don't even touch the mouse. They just sit there and look at the game and point at, uh, say, the, oh, there's a bunny here. Oh, there's a <laughs> symbol there. And by doing that, they solve the puzzle quicker. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, we, 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 we find that really, really fascinating. Wow! 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 It's so interesting to to, to see the the uh, 
the different ages and and what they choose as the sort of point of perspective to look at it through it's that's it's really crazy so the kids are just kind of looking for the patterns the 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 the, the you know the older folks are basically um, trying to match it perhaps with other games that they've played before or yeah. um, they were man. thinking too hard oh th- <laughs> right thinking too hard right 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 Wow. But unfortunately, this is how we, I, I guess that's all of us, how we how we become. We we pick up uh, a habit of doing of doing certain things and we could not let it go. Oh, yeah, of thinking too hard? Yeah. You know, and that's why it's so great to have brainstorm sessions in the way that you that you did to make this game because you didn't you didn't think too hard about it at all. You go, okay, you know what? Crazy idea time. Okay, everybody, time for the crazy ideas. Bring them out, and you yes. just and there it's no time. consequences. Just you know, yeah, something. Yeah, think about anything. Yeah, yeah, and it's great because it's like okay, you know what? Uh, a, a you know a three headed lamb. All right, we're throwing a three headed lamb in there. All right, we don't know what's going to happen there. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. You know, before you know it, everybody's got these these all these crazy ideas and before you know it you're like Frankenstein it sounds like you all just sort of Frankensteined together your different ideas and uh, like who was for instance was did you all have a hand in trying to figure out what the characters looked like or did are you the set designer on that were you the one who actually just came up with how they looked uh, in terms of visualize um, I I mainly in charge of come up with all kinds of concept art uh, all the design, all the visual design of each level <coughs> of the character, but I will show them <coughs> to my teammate. So I will make sure that everyone like the idea, everyone think it's working. Um, other than, uh, I, I need a team approval because in the end of the day, is a is a teamwork. Mm-hmm. That um, everyone, when you're working on something that you personally like, I guess you engage more. So I, I think, uh, well, I, I give up loads of version of idea that I personally really like. But in the end, we choose the one that all of us agreed on. And then uh, then we proceed that version. Uh, it, it's, I think it just makes sense. People just like to look at the thing they like. If yeah. you're being stuck with a character that you hate, right. you have to code it or animate it, you, you, would, you will feel frustrated. Yes, yes, and you know that's that's one of the big big important parts about brainstorming process is that um, everyone feels like they had a hand in making it that that you know they all had a piece in in putting that thing together and it does definitely excite the team in wanting to move forward um, knowing yes. that they contributed to that reality. Mm-hmm. Well, we we don't have any particular role as like the game designer or level designer or puzzle designer. We just design all the puzzle um, together ourselves. Um, some level you can tell are slightly more linked towards visual based, some are more logic based. So those more logic based puzzle could be contributed more from our developers. And um, say a music puzzle, obviously highly influenced uh, oh, yeah. from our music composer. So oh, that's everyone great. throw their a taste of what a puzzle should be like. I love uh, it. Together in, in the game. Wow. We have one person who in charge of design the whole puzzle. That is so cool. No wonder that each and every single one is so unique. So very unique. 
because there are a lot of moving pieces at certain times that need to need to be in consideration. And okay, where's the little guy right now? Okay, what what does he need to be doing in order for me to do this thing over here? And um, oh. yeah, and uh, we we try to because we know if if there's no one particular level designer, there might be um, a consequences that. The style somehow are too different from each other. That might cause oh, gotcha. for for player to understand what exactly is the is the logic behind all those puzzles. So so we we try we still trying to you know group those ones that has shared similar kind of puzzle thinking together. Say like all those slightly easy one, a visual based one, we put them in the beginning of the game, so they are not too hard and. Um, the majority of the player they can uh, they can enjoy. Then we, we kept those slightly difficult one um, towards the end because we don't want to uh, just to you know uh, reduce the difficulty at all just into just in order to please the market. Oh, right. We don't want to do that either because we know loads of hardcore puzzle fans they they heard about our game before and they really looking forward to. Uh, to try some of the puzzle in our game, so we we kind of uh, rearrange the difficulty between all among all these puzzles. Then we we try to create a steady difficult curve, difficulty curve throughout the throughout the game. So towards the end, obviously, it, it's it's gonna get in more challenging yeah. and uh, difficult and complicated. But in the beginning, you don't want to stuck a player on level one, then he give up. On your game completely. So what's the point? Well, and it's great because that those final puzzles are where you actually are utilizing everything that you learned leading up to that point. Yes, from from before. That's yeah. The clock tower one. That's the, the most complicated puzzle. Oh gosh. Puzzle. Yeah. It's we we understand it's complicated <laughs> and. Uh, so we, we have to decide that whether we want to keep it that way. We, we do worry that it might put off certain people, but it is already the last puzzle. So and it's exciting. It should hold some difficulty. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, it's, that's the, the exciting victory once you figure it out, once you realize what the buttons do and what happens here and what does that do. Um, once you figure out the behavior of those things and you wrap your brain around it, it's great because it's like it, it. I realized with each of these things, I realized that there could be multiple patterns to be looking for, you know, in one puzzle. So I realize I go through the steps of going, okay, what's the first kind of pattern? Let me find at least one pattern right now that I can, you know. So so I get my bearings on something, and then and then I go, okay, maybe there's another pattern hiding in here, um, that runs concurrently and. Once you figure out those things, it it's just such a it's just such a good vibe. <laughs> it's just, it just feels so good. Like holy cow, oh, I that, accomplished that, this that's thing. That's good. That's good because we don't want to teach you something then um, like tutorial wise teach a player to learn this trick, but in the end they never get to use that. Oh right, right. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, you all did such a wonderful job, and I. I'm so excited uh, to know that people are going to be out there playing it soon. Wait, it, it did it come out already, or is it? Uh... Yes, our okay. game has already came out okay, last did... week. Okay, so, gotcha. So um, one week now after the launch, we have received so much, so many feedback that more than we expected. Wow. Yeah, we we didn't know that we're gonna. Well, we, we didn't know people gonna pass, um, gonna figure out this much 
of the this much more background story already. We saw it's gonna take people longer, but uh, we under underestimated the the enthusiasm that our player throw into our game, which is a great thing, really rewarding to see that people already come up with all different kind of theories about the game, like within the first twenty four hours. Oh my gosh! People start to de- decoding, you know, those uh, writings in the um, in certain level. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So there. Yeah, so we saw probably it's gonna take another. Originally, we had a bet like how long it's gonna take uh, our player to discover everything in the game because we did have some hidden cutscene that you don't get to unlock when you only play it the first time. Oh, oh my so, god, that's incredible! Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> no, that's incredible! Oh my god, I gotta play it again now! Oh my god, this is yeah. great! Yeah, so we saw okay, probably it's gonna take them. A week, but then within the first five hours, some incredible player has already unlocked uh, everything. Whoa! Yeah, whoa. we were really, really shocked. So five hours! So my clever. goodness! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Some of those levels, I'd yeah. be on there the uh, whole day because I got this review copy. Uh, geez, I think it was a couple of couple of weeks ago, and. So I would sometimes I'd play for a day and then I'd take off a day to try try to kind of let it marinate my brain just kind of let mm-hmm. just see what happens before I go back <laughs> into it and I found that I had the most success when I, first thing when I woke up in the morning because it just seemed like my brain was able to figure out some of the puzzles um, right when I woke up for some reason there was some magic about that and um, yes I it reminds me of an incredible thing that um, when I was really young. Uh, the first ever puzzle game I ever played is called the Neverhood. I don't know whether you heard about that before. Never, never. It was a ne- the Neverhood. Oh, I never heard about that one. It was a clay animation, clay stop motion oh, animation whoa. puzzle game. Whoa, that's great. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I highly recommend you to check it out. Oh wow. Uh, anyhow, so it is one of those, you know, long time ago the puzzle games the puzzle are really hard and um, so it is i got stuck on one particular level for a month oh and you don't have internet at the time that's and right there there is no way you, you you can find out the solution of that and none of my friends play that game so it's just me Every oh my Sunday, gosh i will i will turn the computer on i will start to play the game i was stuck on that channel uh, on that level for like a month so one day, I had a dream. I had a dream about I was playing this game, and I went to that particular <laughs> level. Uh, somehow I solved that solved the puzzle out. So I woke up, um, trying to remember what I did in my dream. Then by doing that, I uh, finally succeeded to oh. pass that level. Oh so my gosh! It's like it's like my brain subconsciously still thinking about this puzzle in my dream or in wow. when I'm not even consciously think about that. It's exactly like what you just said. In- that you had- that's isn't it interesting how our brain kind of like it's like the supercomputer trying to solve it even while we're sleeping. It's like, you know boop, 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 like the bat computer. Yes. And it's trying to figure out okay how do we how do we figure this thing out? And you what you did that reminds me of the stories that we hear about Nikolai Tesla where he would invent 
He would he would run through all of his inventions in his brain. He would he would test them all out in his brain, and then when he when when he made the invention, he did it the first time all the way through perfect because he already so you know in his brain he already worked out all the all the little kinks and stuff. And so it sounds like that's what happened to you within your within your dream. Yes, yes. And, and in my dream, it's not like I dreamt the solution. It's the dream is pointing a direction towards me. Say, okay, this place you thought you revisit a couple of times, but did you actually click <laughs> this or click that in a different way? So it's kind of giving me this kind of hint. So I woke up. I feels like okay, um, I've tried it hundred times. No, no, no harm trying it another time. But right. This time I'm gonna try something really, really weird, and I thought it's not gonna be effect on this puzzle whatsoever. But by doing that, it did actually trigger something, something new. Gosh. And then it pushes me out of my the original thinking in a way. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's I I vividly remember this experience. When I, I loved when it. I was young. So it's so funny that you experienced that when you were young, and little did you realize that you would one day create a, a video game that someone else that you would one day be talking to on the phone would would, would I, actually I use that same method. Such amazing thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, you the same thing that happened to you is the same thing that happened to me, and yet you're the mastermind, one of the masterminds behind creating the actual thing. I mean that that's just that's just incredible. It'd be like your younger self being able to speak directly to one to the video game maker of that video game. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and that's what's happening right now for me. You know, it's so interesting. I used to love those Lucas Arts games, the uh, Maniac Mansion and Zach McCracken. And um, and those same makers they recently made uh, Thimbleweed Park, but that point and click, uh, you know, aspect, um, and and I've I've always loved those. And same thing, we didn't have the internet. It was just my brother and I. I was lucky because my brother was playing it with me, and we were both we both have these these two brains thinking about you know what to do for Maniac Mansion, and then we'd go off to school, and throughout the whole day I'm daydreaming about it, and I know he's daydreaming <laughs> about it, and then we get off we get off school, and we're like, and I'm like Josh. I, I, I think I have the solution. And he'd be like, Kurt, I think I have the solution. You know, and then we, we, would, we would play the game and he would try it his way. And sure enough, something would happen. And then I would try it my way. And sure enough, something would happen. And it was, oh, it felt so, so glorious. You know, that moment where you feel like you got the keys, you got the keys to the city. Yes. I, I, I really cherish this kind of moment um, in our life. And uh, I sometimes feel that we are, because of the, there are so many games out there, and it's so easy to get a solution nowadays. Sometimes we are missing out a little bit this kind of individual thinking, yeah, experience within yeah. ourselves, and our like uh, patient is getting less and less. When we got stuck, we instantly go on YouTube and try to you know search for a walkthrough something that like that. That is so uh, true. Uh, I am ashamed as well. I did. I do the same thing because the, I I can't complain um, to uh, other people. But uh, I, but I'm happy that I had experience when I was young, um, and I re still remembered that those kind of rewarding when you spend days trying to figure <laughs> out a problem. Yeah. When you finally comes to the conclusion, the the rewardness. Um, this kind of sensation that you felt, it's nothing that I can, can compare 
So because finishing the game, it's not an experience. It's uh, the final goal. It's not to finish the game as fast as possible. Otherwise, why don't we, you know, listen to Mozart and、uh, <laughs> Beethoven in ten times speed? It's right. You know? It's right. You know, what, it's what's right. What's the point of that? Yeah.、Uh, rushing towards the the deadline.、Um, so it, it is the experience that counts.、Um, unfortunately, nowadays the fact is, lots of people they will they will review a game based on its time. Play, oh, play yeah, yeah. And、uh, I, I completely understand why because the game has a price,、uh, and how long you can actually enjoy the game does、oh. play into whether you think you your money is worth spent or not. Yeah, I completely understand that. Right. But still, I sometimes would like to argue that probably the play time is not the only thing, or. Or shall we say that it should not be the key thing that we focus? Yeah. There are、yeah. some games are incredibly short, and you can only play it once. Especially puzzle game. Once you solve the puzzle, you you know the answer. Yes. So um, rarely people play it two twice or or three times. But I think the the experience of those two hours, if that count, if that really. Give me something、um, new, like give me an extraordinary experience. I would not mind pay a very high price for just for the experience. So I, I don't think you can value、uh, an experience by how much you pay for a game. Gosh, you know, it's it, it, it's just my point of view. Right? No, it's you brought up so many good points. I mean, it's it's.、Um... Like I just love getting lost in those worlds. I want to be able to spend as much time in there as possible, and I love that idea that you just said there of not rushing through to get to the destination. Because then, what's the point of going on the journey in the first place? There's no point. There's no point. I mean, it's like, it's like, what's the point of having you know a good meal if you just snap your finger and suddenly you're full? You're like, you know, like,、yeah. oh, I'm so hungry and. Okay, now I'm full with that meal now. Oh, okay, now I'm going out with the day. No, part of it is the tasting. It is the、mm, ooh, that's an interesting spice. Ooh, that's a good season.、Yeah. Uh, you know, even if you had a bad experience, you ate some, you know, bad food. That yeah, also counts. Yeah, right, right, right. Because without those experience, you will not be appreciating the the good ones. Oh, absolutely, and that's what you know. Like with this world that you have created with your with your、uh, with your team, there, it's just so mystical, so so magical, so much fun to be a part of. That,、um, va- you know, the value. Let's see if there's a way that I could put a value on a game. I I guess it would be. It you know how intriguing is it enough to make me want to stay in its world and to explore it, and and you know that. That's like, if it, if it's not intriguing me and it's not, you know, inviting me to 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 explore this 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 whole world that it's got up its sleeves,、um, then why am I there? And I think with with your game, it's great because there's so many little symbols hiding around. There's so many little Easter eggs I like to call them. There's so many little tiny things that are just there that you might you might glance over at the first glance because you're you're looking for something to click on or something different. But then you start really stepping back and really examining stuff, and 
and then the epiphanies set in. I love epiphanies, the very thing that we're talking about here, where you, you come into that revelation, you come into that realization, like you had when you were a little girl, and, and, and it goes, you know, suddenly the pieces fall right into place, just like a Tetris yeah. kind of game. It falls right into place, and you have that moment where it goes, bloop, you know, and that yeah. road disappears, <laughs> and then that revelation comes to mind, and you go, that's what it is. And those epiphanies are just the best epiphanies ever. Like, when, when you, let's say, let's say, for instance, um, I don't know how to really truly describe it, but I'll put it this way. It's like, when you find the answer to a question that you never realized you had a question about. Do you know what I mean by that? Where oh, you, where you didn't, you never realized you had a question. Yes. Like, let's say, yes, for not, instance. Not only discover the question, you uh, the answer, you also discover the question. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. At that moment, you realized, oh my gosh, I had a question about that, but I never realized it, and now it was answered, and whoa, now I realized that I had a question about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so it's so crazy when that moment happens and it's all wrapped up in that same little it's like the chicken before the egg which one's first chicken or the egg it's that moment where it's both at the same time and you're going what and um and yeah you provide yeah. a lot of those in this game for sure oh thank you thank you so much it's it's really um, great to to hear that and um, I, I think for for all of us sometimes um it is odd question that people never ask but when you really think about it, we don't know the answer, which is why you play games, why we play games. Like why, what exactly is the reason we play games? And uh, wow. it might sound obvious, but I sometimes would feel that I don't really know. Yeah, uh, right. But I am, I am not um, ignoring this question because every time I play a game, uh, I enjoy it. The experience is part of the answer towards the towards the question, wow. and each different kind of game will uh, give me a piece towards this um, final answer. Because this answer could be a very very complicated long answer, but every game it, it contributes a little piece towards this um, big answer. For example, I one of the game that I really really enjoy is one of my favorite game. It's called uh, the Night in the Wood. Nights in the Wood. Huh, it is a narrative-based game. Um, well, well, what I'm trying to say is, in that game, you have I have loads of moments which the designer the designed for us has absolutely no gameplay. It has nothing affecting on the main storyline. Say, for example, you have um, an area which is you can just sit there and watch the sunset. Oh, that's great. So... So that, that has nothing to do with the game, but I sometimes just would like to just sit there and watch the sunset in that world. Right, right. Yes, I, 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 I cannot 100% explain why that particular thing um, draws me that much, but I guess that um, the reason that the designer designed this particular thing is also because probably some point in his life or her life when he watched the sunset he feels some sense of sentiment reason or feel a bit of sadness or or something and he captured that moment uh to duplicate it in the game so That's... other people can maybe feel the same thing as he did and that's... this thing has contributes nothing towards the game itself Right. You know what I mean? It's like he don't have to do that. 
but he chose to do that because every every part of the game you have to manually make it to make it exist. So you better have a reason. <laughs> so I, I that makes sense. Believe, I strongly believe those reasons, whether you you're aware of the the reason behind it or not, that you you put it there is because of something. Like um, in our game, we have this garden level. You have a warm room which represents winter. Oh yes. So you you have the snow. So snow is something. I came from Shanghai, uh, China, which the city rarely snow. So whenever it snows, it's magical to me. <laughs> so the the school will literally uh, take a break, take a half day break. Everyone just go there and look at the snow. Wow! And I'm not even talking about a blizzard, those kind of snow. It just the snow barely touch the ground and it melts. But that will go on our headline. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great! In the news, so I have this very magical experience towards snow. So when I try to create snow in that world, that's my reference. I I really want that snow thing in in that level to uh, move people in a way. I don't want to just you know create some random particle effect to you know simulate snow. Oh, that I is want so the cool. snow to be exactly the same as what I experienced the first time. Wow, that is really cool. I and, and you can definitely feel the crispiness of of that level. The the, um. I was surprised to to see that the well still worked with with the uh, with the snow. I was on every one of those. I was going. Ur-ee, ur-ee, ur-ee. I was tearing, oh, yeah. messing with the well to see what would happen, and. Uh, that is just so cool. Those levels. It, it's so interesting. Yeah, because because uh, here these people are playing these video games and they have no idea the sentiments that are that are stamped into these video games. That is something that is so very close and near and dear to you with that with that winter. Now you've re- you've recreated that for someone else. Um, they're probably. I, I because I I can, um, I I can instantly felt those, felt those moments when I play certain game. Uh, like two, both two games can be equally beautiful, visualized, but for some reason one will draw me in uh, more than the other. So sometimes when I see this kind of situation happen, I will ask myself why, why is the reason I, I drawn towards this particular game more, although they all look equally pretty. Then I just realized they always have something personal. Um, the designer, they they make something almost seems like useless in in the game. That it's it doesn't serve any purpose oh. of the of the game. Oh. But they rather to spend the effort making them. Yeah. So you you can tell when when a designer do that, um, especially as a visual based person like me. I I can pick up. Those kind of lighting or effect or that those kind of color palettes they choose. You don't so. so um, yeah, so I, I want to do the same thing in my game. Um, now I have my chance, so I rather grasp this chance. It's so cool to be able to add those little kinds of things in there. For instance, I I was just reminded of uh, the in uh, in the game Thimbleweed Park. They um, the first time you played it they they had an arcade there that was closed but um 
as as the game was you know out there on Steam, I guess you can do updates, which I didn't know. So they would do these updates to the game, so the game was ever you know evolving, so to speak. They they would add extra little levels and stuff. Well, one of the things that they added was they opened up the arcade. So then you could actually go into the arcade and play, play the games within the game. And so like, yeah, just you like you're, they don't have to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like what a satisfying, it's just a satisfying thing. Like, like it really gives you the opportunity to live in that world. I think that's what's so great is like when you're, when you're in a world that you really enjoy exploring and you just want to live in there. Like I remember playing, uh, Oh gosh, which one was it? Ocarina of Time, the Zelda on, um, I think it was Nintendo 64 or something. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh my God. I loved just running around in that world, running around in that world as, as Link and just, you know, hopping on the horse and just going up into the mountains. And it was so satisfying or like, um, uh, Red Dead Redemption, like those kind of games where you just get on the horse and off you go, off you go. And you just want yeah, to get lost in that world. Because the detail of just the horse riding are so good. It can make a game out of its own. Oh, my gosh. Just the horse riding bit. Yeah, yeah. Just that aspect. Like, you could just do that, and that's just, you know, go off go off and do that, and you you, you could do a mission if you want. You don't have to do a mission. Um, you could just ride the horse around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that's what holds me in, in a lot of these – to continue playing some of these video games where I just – it's that world that I just do not want to come out of. And um, – it must be so satisfying for you to see your, I mean, to see your art mo moving around, that, that people can move your, your, your little characters around. Uh, yes, I think this is one of the reasons I choose to study animation when, I, when I'm in the university. I, I like drawing since I was young, but able to turn your drawing into like moving images. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's even satisfying. It's like you're creating, like you are God, you are creating a new being um, just by, you know, repeating these frames. So it, it comes to life, it starts working. So uh, this, I, I, I find the idea of being, um, like you have this total control, but you also, you are not uh, part of it. So uh, I, I don't know how to explain <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it becomes alive, it kind of has its own will. So you just do whatever it tells you to do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's, I mean, you must just get such a kick out of seeing these different minds utilizing your little characters that you've created and and they're just having them climb up the ladders or having them <laughs> push this button pull this oh, lever yeah. uh, it, it takes a lot of work yes but the more um animation set we create for the character the more vivid yeah uh, the character become it almost feels like uh he or she has been living in that world really left uh, lived in that world and we just has this opportunity to to get to know them. Yeah, yeah. Like the the whole, uh, I love that whole uh, library room. You guys have just such unique levels. And I just love how the fact that it just keeps going and it keeps climbing, climbing, and climbing, and climbing. And you're going, holy cow. And then the next thing you know, you're like in this little spaceship thing going between little <laughs> floating rock planets. And I like that, that was like, 
once you figured out the behavior of that, that was fun. And, oh, man, you just you just provide so, so much uh, fun exploration in there. Well, thank you. I, uh, I have to give the credit to um, my teammate and also so many other games we've played as, as player because we learn all this um, game design language or cinematic language from all the previous uh, film and animation we, we ever watched. And without those studies or those experiences throughout those past 20-something years, that we will not be able to come up with idea like this. So um, as, as I say that um, there's nothing truly original, I would say, uh, but because of it's also a game that designed by us. So it's unique in a way that um, it has our four of us unique stamp to it. Um, now for Luna the Shadow Dust, who are the other if you could just state their names again and what their what their jobs jobs are on this, uh, your your fellow teammates. Uh, Fox is our project manager. Uh, Wang Guan is our programmer, and Susie is our music composer. This is astounding that it's just that's just a few of you there who put together this entire video game. I mean that's that's just like I mean you've got to really feel astounded about that because you see. You know, you see some of these games, and there's just lists and lists and lists of all these, of all these people, and you know, you really crafted it your own way. You all did it your own way. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. This is um, sometimes we find it's unbelievable to to achieve this much of a work in in the end. Uh, but also, I have to say that we also had a lot of help from from our friends and families and. Um, our publisher is our like marketing expert George and uh, like Susie's husband. He kind of just voluntarily helped us so so much on on the coding side and uh, point out the bugs to us. So um, yeah, it's the, the team only have four people, but the people behind us. I think there's a huge list. Also, Kickstarter. We had um, Kickstarter in 2016. There's 1,000 and attempts backers. Wow! Yes, wow! So that's that's their first. Um, that's their funding and trusting us to to make Luna have this first to to be kickstarted. I would say. Otherwise, without the funding in the beginning, uh, we won't be able to make a game in this scale like this. Wow! I mean, this is just uh, so such such an awesome undertaking you've done here, and. Uh... I mean, gosh, Beatty, this is just so cool that that we got a chance to talk. I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to promote or tell folks about, or uh, you know, maybe you've got projects in the past that you want to uh, point point people towards? Um, let me think. Um, so, well, if if everyone was listening, um, Luna the Shadow Dust, um, you can find find this game on multiple platforms. You can find them on uh, find it on Steam, on GOG.com, on Humble Store, Mac App Store, and uh, Windows Store. Um, also, this game is available for Windows, Mac, and uh, Linux. So I, I heard there are not that many games made available for Linux. So we we had some requests since the very beginning, and we saw yes, 
um, if we have the opportunity, we would like to make this available. Oh, that's great! For whoever is using Linux system as well. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> that's cool. They're going to be very appreciative so, of that. That's awesome. Yeah, so we, we try to cover as many platform as possible. So our next um, task will be try to cover the console, cover the the mobile bit. Um, yeah, so I, we we really appreciate because there's so much, so many help we we receive throughout the years from from everywhere. So this is only we can we can contribute back towards the society, and we are really really blessed. Wow! Just to be able to finish this game is already a success to the team. So if people like it and uh, people like you who love to. You know, discuss the detail uh, with us. Like, uh, we feel like this is our dream come true. This is so cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your, out of your busy uh, schedule now. Especially now that you have a whole new level, uh, you know, that you're that you're entering into here. Um, yes, I mean, th- the area of unknown. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, sometimes we feel. Well, I, I can't speak for the others, but I feel so unqualified to call myself a game designer. This is only our first game. I know it, it took four years, but it, it, it is only still the, our first game. And I can, I know I'm fully aware of there are a lot of um, bits in the game that we could make it better. And uh, uh, we either, because of our technique, uh, our ability is not that strong enough. So we really appreciate all sorts of kind of criticism that people send to us um and uh yeah and we will take it from there we're trying to improve ourselves and probably if in the future we're gonna make another game we're gonna definitely learn from experience like this it was such a valuable journey wow i look forward to seeing what other kinds of interesting and crazy things come out of you know both the, this game and 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 all the games that you have in the future yes i'm i'm looking forward to that too <laughs> all right bd well um i'm going to um save this and i'll put this out into two parts so it'll be a two-part um podcast and that would be uh, great i i really looking forward to listen to that and uh, we will share this podcast to everyone on our social media Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. I will too. And you, you take care and you have a great day. And, and uh, hello to everybody on the team. And uh, this was just uh, such a blast. And I'm going to go back and replay this game so I could find that, that secret room you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yes, if you got stuck, just send us a message. We will help you. Oh, I love it. Oh, good. Okay, yes. Uh, it's, um, it's my pleasure to be on, on your show. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. All right, take care. Take care. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. There you go, folks. That was Bidi Guo, the animator of Luna the Shadow Dust. My gosh, what a good game. What a good game. This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.